Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 5th, 2016. My name is Phil Prosperich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Back with you for another week of Orlando Magic Basketball. It's been, uh, you know, there's there's an interesting phenomenon with, with Magic Basketball. And last week was a very, very good week for the Orlando Magic. Capped off with two very impressive wins over the weekend. Uh, get, we'll recap those two games against the 76ers and the Pistons coming up on the show. Also talk a little bit about how the Magic are using Aaron Gordon a little bit differently now. And, and I think in a way that many Magic fans will probably prefer in the long run. Uh, not quite using him at the four, but, but sort of four light, I would say. Uh, and then uh, I'll also speak a little bit about the Magic's bench and how that has emerged. Before we dive into things, though, I do want to say a quick word from our our pals at BetDSI.com. If you love basketball, are you ready to get into the action? Well, then you should check out BetDSI.com. They have over 20 years in the business and have a great basketball special going on right now. If you sign up today at BetDSI.com, you get $10 free to try their service. BetDSI is also offering... 100% bonus on your first deposit. They have great customer service, fast and easy payments on winnings, hundreds of football and basketball wagers to choose from. You can also get UFC, uh, plenty of other great uh, great options for you there. That DSI even has live in-game wagering on all football, basketball, and other major sporting events. You can play virtually everything at BetDSI. Go to BetDSI.com now. That's BetDSI.com. Go there now and use the promotion code MAGIC10. That's MAGIC10. Get your free wager and start winning today with BetDSI.com. And with the way this weekend went, the Magic might quickly become a pretty good bet. Um, I think they covered both both spreads this weekend. Um, I think I think they did, they did pretty well there. Well, they should have because they went into Philadelphia on Friday following Thursday's just disappointing game. You know, flush that game out the out the toilet, throw it out the window. The Magic came in Friday night against Philadelphia 76ers and laid the wood down. The Magic dominated that game pretty much from start to finish. Uh, Philadelphia actually took a a 9-3 lead early, and that was about all Philadelphia was able to get. Yes, Joel Embiid was a big presence uh, in the paint for the Sixers throughout that game, but the Magic were just that much better. They moved the ball exceptionally well. Uh, they they just they just dominated the game really from start to finish in winning 105 to 88. Again, just classic, really just kind of a classic way that the Magic want to win games this year. They did it with defense first and foremost, 21-14 in the first quarter, and then they were able to move the ball and create some offense. They yes, they actually were able to create some offense. They shoot 47.4 percent from the floor and 13 for 26 from beyond the arc. Again, just a dominant dominant victory. Really not a whole lot to complain about in this game. I mean, even Evan Fournier shoots 4 for 11 for 16 points, but he even seemed to be doing some really, really good things. Uh, Aaron Gordon, who I'll talk about in a little bit later on the show, 20 points, 9 for 14 shooting, had a breakout game. Serge Ibaka, 16 points as well. Bismack Biombo, 13 rebounds. 
Jeff Green, 16 points off the bench. Jody Meeks in his debut with 10 points as well. The Magic were just making shots. And it's really amazing what that can do for a team. When Orlando makes shots, they are actually not a bad basketball team. Uh, they they obviously have the defensive chops. And, and they played some really strong defense in that game as well. Uh, but they... You know, they took it to a bad team. Plain and simple. Philadelphia is not a good team. And the Magic took it to them again and again and again and again. They dominated that game really from about the middle of the first quarter all the way to the end. They didn't really let go of the rope. Came out a lot. I think they were up a little bit. They are up by like, I think, six or seven points at halftime. Came out of the locker room in the third quarter. Opened up a 17-point lead pretty quickly. Dropped back down. I think six Philadelphia got it back down to like 10, 11, 12. Right back up to 17. They they led. They had their largest uh, margin margin of a uh, of a lead in this game. Just again, dominant, 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 dominant. So that's Philadelphia. You know, no one's. Frank, I know. I know. Most people aren't impressed with win over Philadelphia. So how would they respond when they play maybe a real team, say the Detroit Pistons, coming off a three game home coming off a three game road trip where they won all three games averaged something like 118 points per game in that, that that trip how would the magic respond this is a team remember that beat the magic by what 28 29 points uh on opening weekend or on their opening night well the Orlando Magic came out and played pretty darn well too it didn't start off well the the uh the Pistons Looked like they were going to be dominant again. They were making a lot of shots. Uh, the Magic were really struggling, but they kept pace. And then finally, finally in that second quarter, they took over 35 to 23, held Detroit to 42 points. Actually, got outscored 42 40 in the second half. Held them out to 40, held them to 42 points and won the game 98 to 92. Really won that game, not running away, but pretty comfortably. Uh, that's just how this game played out. This wasn't necessarily the prettiest offensive game. Orlando, or it actually was a very pretty offensive game for Orlando. They shoot 53.2% from the floor. Uh, They get uh, 23 assists on 42 field goal attempts. They did a really, really good job moving the ball. Uh, Just just overall, just moving the ball. Serge Ibaka was great, 21.9 for 11 shooting. He really got going, had four block shots, and two of them were right at the rim against Andre Drummond. They dominated the glass. They were the more physical team. They were the better team. Than Detroit tonight, they really forced Detroit into bad into some bad shots. They were, you know, Orlando has a tendency to be a little bit lax on the three point line, and Detroit did make them pay a little bit, especially early. Ten for twenty seven from beyond the arc, but five of those coming from Marcus Morris, and I think three or four of those in the first quarter as well. But Orlando just had the dominating spirit in this game. They were they were the better team. Uh, uh, tonight or Sunday night, they they just they just were. I mean, I, I don't know how else to to describe it than that. Um, they kept Drummond off the glass. They did a pretty good job on Drummond. They did a really good job keeping Caldwell Pope in bay. Uh, Reggie Jackson was good, but limited. But his minutes were limited because he was playing his first game off of injury. Uh, they did a good job corralling Ish Smith. And really, to me, the difference. And I'll again talking about this later on the show. Uh, was the bench. The Orlando Magic's bench played superbly throughout the night. Brought a lot of good energy. I thought Nikola Vucevic was really strong. I thought Jeff Green was really strong. Uh, I thought uh, so many players were really, really good for the Magic in this game uh, and, and brought some good energy and did what the Magic needed them to do. 
So, again, the Magic win 98-92. It's a very, very good win and a very big character win, especially coming off Thursday's loss. Now they've won three or four games on this road trip. They've guaranteed themselves a winning road trip, which is nice. Didn't, weren't expecting that when they left last week. But they guaranteed themselves a winning road trip heading into this best of best four out of five, you know, this four games and five nights coming up. It starts with the game at Washington on Tuesday. They come home for Boston. They go back on the road to Charlotte on Friday, and then they play the Denver Nuggets at home on Saturday. So tough stretch coming up for the Orlando Magic. They've, like I said, they've been weird. They've had a good week. They've had a bad week, a good week, a bad week, a good week. Last week was a good week. They very well could have another bad week this week. That's just the way things have kind of gone this year. But the Magic are playing some very good basketball. They've really carved out their defensive identity, and they did that again uh, both Friday and Sunday. Uh, Orlando is now third in the league in defensive rating, which is a very good sign for this team, and their offense does appear to be coming around. Uh, very much so, appears to be coming around. So just running through the final stats from Sunday's game, before we move on, Serge Ibaka, 21 points, 9 for 11 shooting, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, 4 blocks. Serge Ibaka is what we wanted him to be. That's that's a really good sign. Nikola Vucevic, 16 points, 8 rebounds off the bench. His string of 10 rebound games is over, but did a really good, nice job on the glass, got a, got a couple of nice blocks, uh, did what the Magic needed him to do again. Uh, Jeff Green, 14 points off the bench as well. Aaron Gordon, 10 points, 4 for 8 shooting. Another solid effort from him. And Jody Meeks, 7 points in his second game back. Missed all three of his three-pointers, but did a good job getting in the paint and uh, making things happen for the Magic, which is which is always a good sign. So, two really nice wins for the Magic uh, over the weekend, which will lead us into what we have to discuss today. And that is everyone's favorite topic, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is the great mystery in on the Magic right now. Everyone kind of says he needs to, a he needs to be starting, which he is, but he's just such a unbundled mass of potential that everyone wants him to reach that potential, and it's been tough for him to get there because he just he hasn't played the best basketball. Uh, Ever and and the Magic are trying an experiment where he's playing a position that that many people don't think that he can play. And so the uh, the question there's 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 a twofold question with Aaron Gordon as well as any young player on this Magic roster. And that question is, how do you balance developing a young player like an Aaron Gordon with trying to win basketball games, because at the end of the day, the Magic are trying to win basketball games. And with the roster the Magic have, they decided that they needed to move him to small forward. They needed to play him at the three, where that's perhaps not his best position at the end of the day. This year's been a bit of a struggle. Through 20 games, he's averaged 9.9, and this is, this includes Sunday's game, of course. Uh, he averaged He's averaging 9.9 points per game, 4.5 rebounds per game. He's shooting 40.7% from the floor, a career low. His three-point field goal percentage is under 30% at 28.8%. He's been moved further away from the basket and asked to do something that he hadn't been asked to do before and something that perhaps he's struggled with in the past or struggled with so far this season or so far in his career, something that, that maybe he wasn't prepared to do. And so the big call for the Magic has been to move him to the four, to play him more formally at the power forward and to abandon this experiment with him playing the three. You know, I, I have, there people fall all over the gamut on this, and I'll say this. I 
don't believe we're at a point where you need to give up on anything yet. There's 20 games in the season. We're at the quarter pole, so yes, things are beginning to settle down a little bit. This Magic team has begun to find some rhythm in the last five games, and, and I think that that's important. And like I'll say in a little bit, I think the Magic are trying to figure out how best to use Aaron Gordon in in some way. But um, Gordon, to me... is still, he's a tweener. He certainly can play four, and I think he certainly can play three. And like I've said whenever I've talked about trade discussions with the Magic, I get the sense that the Magic need to find a, a, a forward to pair with him who can play the three on offense, but the four on defense. Because Aaron Gordon's defense on the perimeter is way too valuable. I think you lose a lot of what makes him an NBA player if you play him at the at the four too much, that's just me. Uh, there's certainly still uh, there's still certainly a debate about that, and I think a lot of people. Uh, I think you can make a good argument on either side of that debate. To be frank, um, because there's still a lot to go for the Magic. There's still there's still a lot of development that needs to happen. And Aaron Gordon's lack of a perimeter game certainly hurts him. He's really bad in the pick and roll. As the ball handler, he's really bad shooting threes, obviously. He hasn't he hasn't developed that that part of his game yet. And so the Magic are still figuring out the best way to use him. Well, I think the good news is the Magic did try something new with him uh, in Friday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. We've seen Gordon used a lot in pick and rolls where he's the ball handler trying to come around to pick. We've seen him used a lot as a spot-up shooter, and, and I, I just don't think that's who he is. Granted, Gordon has to still be able to make those shots. If he gets a spot-up jumper, he has to be able to make it. I, I don't think that changes. Even if he plays the four, he's got to be a threat on the perimeter. But what I think has to change is I have to use him less as a ball handler. They have to use his ability to slash more, his ability to cut more, his ability to you know, be someone that defenses have to pay attention to off the ball or someone who, if they aren't paying attention to him, he can make them pay for it by cutting. And I think what the Magic did Friday night against Philadelphia when he scored a season-high 20 points is they, they got him going on post-ups a lot more. They, they worked to post him up a little bit more. They worked to have him catch the ball in the mid-post not behind the three-point line. He took fewer dribbles. Um, I believe I can double-check that stat, but it felt like he took more, took less dribbles than he usually does. Uh, and again, he shot with confidence. That's, that's the other big thing. Um, he made his first shot, and from there, things seemed to get rolling. He seemed to be in a rhythm. He knew to get himself in a rhythm, maybe he needed to take a one, one side dribble to, before he shot. Um, outside of that... Uh, Perhaps, you know, he knew he needed to move the ball a little bit more, not not try and attack and create for himself. And you can always kind of see when he's when he's thinking a little bit too much out there. So to me, that's kind of the next phase of this experiment at the three. Perhaps Aaron Gordon isn't far enough along for the magic to put him in pick and rolls and let him handle the ball. Although I thought he did some nice things with that. Uh, and Sunday's game against the Pistons, just not fantastic things. He's not able to get himself to the basket 
consistently off the dribble. So you got to figure out how to get him the ball in positions where he can score. And that's really, I think, what the argument about him playing the four comes down to. Is it's not so much about putting him in a, a position or, or, or a, you know, like saying, oh, he's a four, he's a three. You know, that, that, that part doesn't matter because they do a lot of the same things at the end of the day, especially with the way Magic play. It's really about putting him in a position where he's going to be most successful for this team. And I think that's generally been the problem with the Magic for the first quarter of the season as they've tried to figure things out. It's been more, they're trying to play the way they think they can play, and now they're trying to say, okay, that plan didn't work. Now we got to play the way we can play. And so you're seeing Nikola Vucevic get a few more post-ups or get the ball at the at the, wing, at the elbow a little bit more. Um, you're seeing Alfred Payton in pick-and-rolls a lot more. You're seeing Serge Ibaka in positions and pick and pops more rather than straight post-ups. I mean, you still see a few straight post-ups, but he's, again, getting the ball in positions where he can be successful. I think that's really where Aaron Gordon's at right now, is the Magic are trying to figure out, okay, how can we put him in a position to succeed? Not how where we want him to be or where we thought he would be. Where is he now? And I think that's, again, I, I, I think the way Gordon played on Friday, and even to some extent the way he played Sunday, they didn't go to him as much as they did Friday night. Friday night, Friday night, Friday night, got the ball. He was in different spots. He wasn't at the top of the key running a pick and roll. I mean, he ran like one one or two pick and rolls with Serge Ibaka, but a lot of his points came in transition, came in secondary break, came in, came off of an inbounds pass that he threw off, threw off the guy, threw off some, threw off someone and dunked. That's how Aaron Gordon can succeed. That's a great way for Aaron Gordon to succeed. He's got to, he's got to play that kind of basketball. That's what he's good at. Um, so the Magic are still figuring that part out, trying to get him in positions where he can succeed and where his team can be successful. On top of that, and so uh, Friday night was a very good step for him, and I thought he did a good job reinforcing it on Sunday with his play as well. Um, defensively, obviously, he's still stellar. He was fantastic defensively um, on Tobias Harris in Sunday's game. So a, a really good sign for the Magic there. And I think they're they're starting to figure things out and figure out how to use use him better as well as everyone else on the team. And I think that's why we're seeing the team become so successful of late. And, and I think that's a very, very good thing uh, for Aaron and his development and for the Magic as a whole. And, of course, another big development for the Magic was that lineup change that occurred uh, a week ago. The Orlando Magic made the big change. They brought Aaron Gordon back in the starting lineup at the three. They brought Bismack Biombo in at the five. Uh, and they brought DJ Augustin at the one. That was done, in, in essence, to balance the lineup a little bit. Uh, Frank Vogel wanted DJ Augustin shooting out there. Um, wanted a bit more of an energetic start, which is Bismack Biombo. And, and Jeff Green was really struggling in the starting lineup. And so Aaron Gordon came in. What it also did was it brought more more uh, aggressiveness and, and more talent to the bench. Nikola Vucevic can now anchor that second unit with Jeff Green as a secondary scorer. And say what you want about Jeff Green. He he is technically, that's what he's here to do. And uh, as, I'll, as I'll show you in a little bit, uh, he is providing that in a lot of ways. Um, Alfred Payton can attack. He can. He's going to beat most backup point guards. He's still a really good player. He may not be a full-time starter in this league. We're still figuring that part out, but he is someone who can attack there. And then, of course, Jody Meeks' return on Friday brought another shooter into the fold, and the Magic are really reaping the benefits of that. Sunday's game to me really turned 
at the beginning of the second quarter with that second unit. As a whole, they were, I think, plus four. But no one on the bench had lower than a plus seven, plus minus. Now, individual game plus minus doesn't tell you a whole ton, but it does say something, I think, when when it's that robust. And this Magic bench unit in two games has played extraordinarily well. In, let me find the stat here, sorry. In in limited time, in 23 minutes together, the second unit of Alfred Payton, Jody Meeks, Jeff Green, Nikola Vucevic, and Bismack Biombo has a 108.1 offensive rating and a 98.9 defensive rating. To drive how efficient this team is home, they have a 68.4% assist rate. That means their assist, that means 68.4% of their baskets are assisted and they're scoring a 108-1 offensive rating. Now, this is a small sample size, just two games, you know, probably about 12 minutes each uh, in, in the two games. It's essentially a half of basketball. But those numbers are pretty they're pretty eye-opening and pretty eye-dropping. And you look at how the Magic have played or how individuals have played. And I think coming off the bench has certainly helped a few people. Nikola Vucevic, for instance, since moving to the bench, is averaging 15 points per game, shooting 46.4% from the floor, uh, and averaging about the same number of rebounds, 11 11 point something rebounds per game. Coming off the bench has helped him, that that just that group that he's playing with has helped him. Uh, And he's beginning to produce at a higher level for the Magic. His numbers have returned to normal. Uh, whether that, whether that's, you know, it's probably a correlation that it's coming off the bench, but he is definitely finding a rhythm that he didn't have before. And now you add that to a strong bench unit. Jeff Green, too. We talked so much about how much he struggled uh, in the starting lineup. Coming off the bench in the last five games, he's averaging 12.5 points per game and shooting 47.6% from the floor. For all of his inconsistencies, he can still get hot like he did in... Thursday's game against the Grizzlies, where he seemed like he put the game away in the fourth quarter. Uh, And then, of course, he also did that in the second quarter against the Pistons when he scored 12 of his 14 points. The Magic have some weapons now off the bench. That's something they haven't had for the last four years. It's something they said they had. Last year, we certainly talked about the Magic's depth and believed that they had some depth. And this year we talked about it too, and, and, and for a while we looked a little skeptical about it because just the, the, the groups didn't mesh. Now it appears you have a starting unit that is working really well together, and you have a bench unit that's working really well together, and maintaining defensive intensity throughout, and scoring as well. Like I said, I, I really think the bench unit changed the game in Sunday's win. I thought they were really I thought they were very aggressive, they made shots. They kept up the de- they they brought the defense really for the first time all game, uh, and they slowly developed a really good chemistry. This is beginning to look like a team that's coming together that they're finding a rotation that really works and and players are buying in and they're succeeding. And you don't want to rely wholly on a bench, and I think you know the rotation is still pretty fluid, but. The Magic are scoring really well now. They're they're off. They've they've discovered some offense, and I think the lineups are a big part of it. And this bench unit is certainly a big part of it too. 
who knows if it will last. It's still early. It's five games. It's a small sample size. And there's certainly tougher challenges to come. But I think a big key to the Magic's success for the last week or so has been that lineup lineup balance that they found. And this bench unit, being able to take advantage of other teams' bench unit units, really helping things. They scored 45 points off the bench in in the game against the, the Pistons on Sunday. It's a big difference in the game. And it's a luxury that the Magic appear to have right now. So that will do it for today's show. I want to thank everyone for listening once again to Locked On Magic. We do appreciate all the listens. Be sure to follow us on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all those fun places where you can download podcasts. Be sure to also check out the Locked On Buccaneers podcast with Greg Allman. I know the Bucks got a huge win in San Diego against the Chargers on Sunday, tied for the division lead. They are kind of Orlando's NFL team. I'm not really sure if they are or not, but they kind of are. Uh, so... Be sure to check out his podcast. You can find it on Audio Boom and iTunes as well. I know he does a great job covering the Bucks uh, for the Tampa Bay Times, I believe, but also does a great job on the podcast. I listen to it when I need my Buccaneers fix, so I definitely suggest it. Suggest listening to that and downloading that as well as the NFL season uh, picks up and heads to a close. Also, be sure to check out our friends at BetDSI.com and use that promo code MAGIC10 for $10 um, off your or get your to get your free wager on 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 betdsi.com that'll do it for today's show we'll be back again tomorrow my name is phil for locked on magic and online magic daily.com it's been phil prosper right see you tomorrow you are locked on magic your daily orlando magic podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.